MCC Resurrection, it's so good to be here with you all. Do you know how powerful you are? Do you know that you have encouraged our world over and over again? I am so grateful. It's such an honor to be here with you today. The Song of Songs says, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death. Passion fierce as the grave, it flashes our flashes a fire, a raging flame. Any flames in the room today? <laughs> All right, y'all may not be a flame now, but I'm hoping to make you a flame by the time I'm done. You know, it is such an honor and a privilege to be here today with you because doing this very thing is my dream. As a kid growing up in Dallas, Texas, I knew I wanted to do two things. One was to write books. The other thing was to do this exact same thing, preaching. But for me as a kid, and this may just be my experience, but as a kid, I was told that preaching was the one thing I couldn't do because I was gay. And I was told over and over again that it wasn't, it was because of my sexuality that I could not be used the way that I knew that God called me to be used. Can anyone relate? And I remember one Sunday, one Sunday at my church, at God's Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas, I remember having a service almost like this one, except the music wasn't as good as what y'all just gave me. Are we sure this is an MCC, like Pentecostal church? It could be. But, but the music was good. And the music was so good that my grandmother, and my grandmother is a big woman, she's a beautiful big woman, but my grandmother was so moved by the spirit that even my grandmother stood up and started dancing in the aisles. That's how good it was. And I remember being moved. I remember feeling something within me that told me I was good. I remember feeling something in my being and in my soul that said that I was powerful. Did anyone have that feeling when they were singing? That's the erotic, that's the eros, but I remember feeling the power and the presence of God itself, and I remember being so excited because the pastor was about to preach, and I knew that the pastor would keep talking about how good and how powerful and how amazing we were, but the pastor stood up, and I will never forget it, Reverend Vicki, I'll never forget it. The pastor stood up and said, all gay people are going to hell. And I remember hearing two things. They didn't make the sounds that y'all made. The church I was in said amen. And the second thing I heard in that moment was a dream, a knowing of who and what I am, close for what I thought was for good. What dreams have we closed because someone has said something that wasn't true about who and what we were. What dreams, what ideas, what desires, what things that God has placed in your heart that we have closed because someone lied about who we are. And MCC Resurrection, I am here to confront the lies today. I'm here to let go of the lies we have been lied to and it's time to stand up and say the lies, we're done with them, we're done with them because we're powerful, we're powerful, we're powerful. 
You know, Essex Hemphill says it this way. He says that in an election year, our kisses gain political currency. In a context in which we are portrayed most menacing in the values of family and flag. We are the new communism, the cause for declining profits on Wall Streets. We are the reason God is punishing America. We are Sodom and Gomorrah, Willie Horton, crack, AIDS. Lights, outrageous lies. Do you know who you are? Do you know that there's a fire inside of you? Some call it a flame. <laughs> no tea, no shade. <laughs> but do you know that at the center of your being is the divine itself? Do you know that life loved itself so much, God fell in love with the idea of you so much that God wrapped itself in itself and called it you? Do you know that's who you are? Do you know the profound truth of who and what you are, but we have been lied to? Because if we knew who we were, if we stood in the truth of who we are in truth, the world would change and that there are some people who don't want change. They don't want it. There are some people that want people to be confined, but we as a community of believers know this truth that God came out as love. And God came out, wrapped itself in itself, and called it Jesus, and now we have a new day. But do you know that to be the truth of who and what you are? The Song of Songs says, set me as a seal upon your heart, a seal upon your arm for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave, it flashes our flashes of fire, a raging frame, a flame. Why are they afraid of us? Why are they afraid of heroes? Why are they afraid of the light itself? Because some, I think, are addicted, are addicted to not truths. And our truth, our light, will blind those who have chosen not to see. Take a breath. You know, the Song of Songs is fierce, it's fire. Because the Song of Songs talks about these two lovers, these two young lovers who are so radically in love with each other and with life that they write some poetry that is, you know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> like, it really is. I mean, I think you should, you know, get some Prosecco or some cider or, you know, ginger ale and read it at night with a candle on. It will, it will do things for your life. <laughs> no shame. And, but it's interesting because there's these two lovers, these two lovers. One, this dark-skinned woman, this dark-skinned woman who's in the text who has been told that she is not beautiful. Can anyone relate? And this dark-skinned woman who searched the truth of who and what she is, and she says, I'm still beautiful, even though the world says I'm not. And there's this brother who falls in love with her, and he falls so much in love with her, and she falls so much in love with them that they write these poems and these words that are moving. I love how it starts. It says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Now, y'all, I love me some wine, and... Um, <laughs> I mean, when your kiss is better than Lambrusco, what? <laughs> Jesus! 
But, but what does it mean that these two lovers are so in love with each other, so profoundly in love with each other that even though the world says they shouldn't be together, even though people said you're ugly, even though people said that this love is wrong, they said we don't care. There's a love within us. There's something within us that is calling us to each other. Can you relate? Isn't that our story? We've been told over and over again that our love is wrong. We've been told over and over again that we have to be what society has called us to be. And we say, no, we're going to queer it. We get to love who we love. There's a fire within us, a flame within us, and we will obey the flame. You can try to tell me what my gender identity is, but God, there's a flame within me that has called me to be who I am in truth. And so our community sits in the erotic nature of God itself. God so in love with itself that it places itself at the center of your being and it called it you. But do we know that? Or do we believe the lies? Some of us have been in a relationship with a lie for just a little bit too long. It's time for a breakup. It's time for a divorce. It's time to proclaim the truth of who and what you are. Set me a seal upon your heart, the text says, a seal upon your arm. For love, the truth of who and what we are, for love, the truth of what God has created us to be, is strong as death, passion, fierce as the grave. It flashes, our flash is a fire, a raging flame. Do you know who you are? You know, it's interesting that since the beginning of Christianity, the beginning of the way, the beginning of the text being assembled called the Bible, there's been a debate about this book itself. People didn't want the Song of Songs because it was too hot for them. People wanted to take it out because it was too erotic. <laughs> and there were some people who would actually say that even though this, this text is clearly about two lovers, they would say that it's actually not about two lovers. It's about God loving you. And that there are other battles saying that actually, no, it's about two lovers. But what if we queer it as a community? What if we say... And it can be both. Like, what does it mean, beloved children of God? What does it mean, beloved siblings of the divine, that your love that you know is the truth of who and what you are is not only about your love for someone else, but it's also about God's love for you as you. What if your life is a demonstration of the power and the presence of God itself? What if you accept right now that the flame and the fire that you feel is about your love for other people and the love for you? Pause. When was the last time you fell in love with yourself? When was the last time you were turned on by the way God loves you? When was the last time you looked in the mirror and said, child, you are so fine, I just can't even deal with how fine you are. <laughs> Six foot four, all this chocolate just loving on itself, all loving on itself. <laughs> Audre Lorde says that the, the very word erotic comes from the Greek word eros, 
It's the personification of love in all its aspects, born of chaos and personifying creative power and harmony. You know, our love, that which is within us, is so powerful. It is so consuming. It's so the truth of who and what we are that it may turn you on. You may be overwhelmed by who and what you are. Amen. You may be blown away by how brilliant and how beautiful you are. Hallelujah. You may be so wonderful and so outrageously beautiful that people may have to talk about you because they can't deal with how powerful and how profound you are. And furthermore, your profoundness, your bigness, your mightiness forces them to begin to accept who they are in truth. And when people have amnesia, and when a society that wants you to forget who you are, you being who you are is revolutionary. You being who you are is radical. You being who you are changes the world. What does it mean that Jesus came on this world, came on this earth, walked the earth and said, greater things you can do if you believe in what? In you, in the truth of you, that God is at the center of your being, that God is who you are in truth. Take a breath. It's a lot, I know. But in a world that would have us believe that we are less than, in a world that is addicted to the lie, we must speak the truth boldly and loudly. But are you willing? Y'all heard that, wasn't that interesting? I heard it. Are you willing? Take a breath, it's okay, you may not be willing yet, that's fine. That's okay. You know, Audrey says that when we begin to feel deeply all the aspects of our lives, we begin to demand from ourselves and from our life pursuits that they feel in accordance with the joy which we know ourselves to be capable of. When you begin to know who you are in truth, the world changes. How would our world change right in this moment if we accepted fully our brilliance? If we accepted the fullness of who and what we are? What would happen if we were so turned on by ourselves that we said joy, only joy, peace and only peace, ease and only ease, life and only life? Didn't Jesus say, I've come so they could have life and have life more abundantly? Like, what does it mean then if Jesus came so that you could know who you are in truth? See, good religion, good spirituality doesn't make you less of who you are. Good faith makes you more of who you are. I know, that's a lot. Where are my flames at? Where are my flames? Where are my flames? Where are my people? <laughs> You know, the erotic has been feared because when we feel deeply, when we recognize that the divine, that divine yes, our world changes. You know, right now in this moment, I don't know if you've seen the news, but there seems to be a crisis. Anyone seen it? And I actually think that the crisis has a solution. And guess what the solution is? You. It's who and what you are. Right now, in this moment, there are children needing a savior. Guess who that savior is? You. 
right now in this moment, someone is trying to decide whether they live or whether they die. Guess who could help them live? You. Right now, there's someone who is unemployed, and guess what business they've been waiting on? The one you've been hiding from yourself, that one, you. Right now, someone's been seeking a song to be sang, and guess who will sing the song? Guess who will write the song? You. Right now, in this moment, that which the world needs is you. The world has been waiting for a savior, and guess what that savior's name is? You. And for many of us, the one that needs to be saved the most is that little self that was told that we were wrong. Will you save yourself from this untoward generation? Will you save yourself from a generation that has called us wrong? Will you come and scoop yourself up and say, I love you? I'm setting a seal right now upon my heart because I love me because God loves me, because I've been created in the image and the likeness of God itself. Essex says that I have, been I have chosen you before in other lifetimes. I have been your choice in other centuries. I spend each life I return to searching for you to give back the kisses from our previous blessings. You know, I, I hear that and I, the romantic me wants some dude to say that to me. So if anyone wants to say it after service, just come on by. <laughs> I'm single, Lord, I'm single. Um, <laughs> but actually, I actually think that's not just about someone else. What if that's what we sing to ourselves? What if God has been coming back every generation to kiss itself, to kiss you, to kiss the truth of who and what you are? What if the divine, what if life itself, love itself has been waiting to express itself as you and will we stop saying no to the truth of who and what we are? Will we say yes to that urge within us to be whole, to be truth, to be joy, to be life, to be love, but are you willing? to do it. Audrey says that the erotic, that, that, that flame, that fire, that essence of truth of who and what you are is at the center of your being. And if you say yes to it, it changes everything. But are you willing to say yes to yourself? Are you willing to forgive those who lied to you? Are you willing to forgive yourself for believing their lies? Take a breath. You know, to that little boy who thought that he couldn't do it, I love him. I bring him back home. For many of us, there's these little people within us who've been harmed and wounded. Will we give them the gift, the ultimate gift of love? Will we be two lovers who love each other so much that we write poetry? You don't have to share it with everyone but will you write poetry to yourself, to the truth of who you are? And will you recognize that the powers to be want to keep you small because they're afraid of your light, because they like things being the same, but we know it's time for a revolution and the revolution starts with guess whom?
you. Are you willing? <laughs> Are you willing? Are you sure? Now here's what I'm going to warn you. You're going to go to work. You're going to leave here and someone's going to call you and try to tell you no. Someone's going to try to say you're too big. Someone's going to try to say that your dream is crazy. There's going to be a news article that's going to say you're wrong. And guess what your response has to be? I know who I am. God has created me in the image and the likeness of God itself. Life has called me to be life itself. And today, I choose to be that erotic flame that changes the world. Are you willing? Are you? Now, if we do this, what we do is if we say yes to this, we change first ourselves. And then ourselves, we transform our families. And then our families are transformed and our church is transformed. And then Houston is transformed. And then Texas, Lord, we know Texas has to be transformed. We need Texas. We need us to be transformed. And then the United States is transformed, and then the world is transformed. And it starts by us realizing, remembering one thing, that God was so in love, so turned on by itself, that it wrapped itself in itself and it called it you. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Got the little boy back. <laughs> i 
Good morning, Resurrection. My name is Michael. This is my flame, my husband, Kobe. <laughs> to give you a little background on us, we were both raised in traditional black Southern Baptist churches. So we learned very early on to be openly gay African-American men in black traditional Southern Baptist churches got us some serious side eye. <laughs> Add to that, being openly gay, African-American men in a committed relationship 